Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge that these episodes are hosted and recorded on the stolen lands of Nungnuak country, Canberra. I would like to acknowledge elders past, present, and emerging, and I would like to acknowledge the long-standing history of activism and advocacy here, and the fight and resistance against ongoing colonization. All activism and advocacy that occurs on the stolen land must center decolonization, always in solidarity, and this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to The Labeler Podcast, the place where we take back the label gun and talk about the labels inside, why they're there, and how we feel about them. My name is Claire. I use they them pronouns and I am your faithful host. This season, we are looking at the label of activist. In this episode, we are joined by Wadi, a mentor at Strong Brother, Strong Sister, an organization dedicated to nurturing and empowering indigenous youth. We talk about activism as survival, how the internet can help you be informed, staying in your lane, and being critical about your resources. Oh, this episode does contain explicit language. This is also a content warning for discussions of anti-Semitism, racism, and transphobia. Please listen safely. So buckle up, and let's get labeling. Get it off, why don't you stick it on, why don't you rip it up, where is this coming from? Oh, hello, hello. Welcome to The Labeler. Um, I have a very special guest today, but as always, would you like to introduce yourself? Name, pronouns, if you're studying, if you're working, what you get up to, you, you know the drill. Sure, thank you. Um, before I introduce myself, um, I'd like to acknowledge um, the lands in which I am um, calling in from. Um, that is the Wadarong people of the Kulin Nation. Um, and I'd like to pay respects to their elders past and present. Uh, hi there, my name is Wadi. Um, I'm a one-year brother boy from the Gulf Carpentaria. I use he, him pronouns. Um, I work for Strong Brother, Strong Sister, um, a youth mentoring um, Indigenous um, company. Um, I do mentoring and um, other great stuff over there. Um, yeah. Amazing. I love that. So I ask these questions, these next few questions I ask everyone. Um, I love to like take threads and like tear them apart essentially into as small of threads as they can, as they can go. So my first question is, what does activism mean to you? How do you define activism? For me and like um, a lot of queer and or um, indigenous people, I suppose it's um, definitely a means of survival. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, I definitely um, wouldn't be here without those who came before me and fought right. the good fight. So yep. yeah, I think um, activism has played like a huge role in my life, whether mm. I know it or not. Um, yeah, I think um, now though, like it's... Um, especially a more important um, or at least um, still as important um, to the survival kind of like to myself and other um, marginalized um, young people, but also. um, It definitely, there's so much history that comes with activism and like so much of where we are today is like from the work and the, and the fight and the struggle of the people who come before us, like a hundred percent if you like think of the word activist or think of the like think of the action of activism um what places and spaces do you think of i think for myself kind of personally uh as a young person uh Mm. majority has been via social media and um right like on that online platform i think the internet has become like it's such a great like fountain of information um Mm. then again that's sort of like a double-edged sword because right with this platform it can be given to like whoever and um Mm. usually these are people who otherwise wouldn't like have these opportunities so Mm. um that's awesome yet like a really scary awful thing um i think that's one of the main reasons why like neo-fascism is kind of like on the rise because right um it meets like a whole new demographic of young people because it caters onto that like online platform so right yeah that's that's my two cents on it totally like I also like think of how I've 
come to learn so many things and it's definitely through being able to like look on social media and like follow a bunch of people and it like gives um you know it gives otherwise people who would have been silenced a space to um like not have a voice because they've always had a voice but a space to have other people listen to what they have to say um, but it definitely like gives space for people who really shouldn't have platforms. Mm. I think social, not social media per se, but mm. um, the internet um, is so great in that it is that information that otherwise mm. um, wouldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to access. I think especially yeah. for people who otherwise couldn't afford to like um, uh, see that information. I mean, except for a library, but um, right. But I think, yeah, or people who can't access a library who, mm. um, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, in that regard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, access is such a huge thing to think about, especially when it comes to information. Like, information is can be so gatekept from people and, like, mm. in some spaces, necessary. Like, not everyone needs access to all the information in the world, you know? But in some aspects, it, like, leaves people isolated or not able to, like, have as much knowledge as they should have or have the connections that they deserve to have. Definitely. I guess, too. Yeah. So with that, you know, with the history and, like, all the different spaces um, that people can access activism, who are your favorite activists and why? I think kind of going off of, um, like, the online platform, um, Mm. I think right now would the Aretha Brown, um, uh, Amelia Telford. Um, she's I, she's the um, director for Seedbulb. Um, mm, yes. Organization. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, let me just think. Uh, uh, Hayden Moon. Um, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, it's amazing to see someone who's so like myself um, fighting the good right. fight. Um, Yes. I guess also like um like uh there's definitely a lot of like other like indigenous um activists um mm-hmm. within community um right. off the top of my head I'm thinking like Gary Foley like mm. Marsha Langton um yes Eddie Marbo definitely yeah um Neville Bonner um mm-hmm. uh, Vincent Lingari I think like some of the older activists um. Uh, people who fought for those rights and uh, as yeah. I said before kind of the reason why I'm here um, mm. like other indigenous young people are here and have that right in the first place because yeah. um, they fought so hard for it so yeah I think yeah it's always good to acknowledge some of the older activists but um, with some of the newer um, activists I guess it's important um, uh, to also acknowledge them because um, they fight the good fight but Mm. I guess um, on an online platform, um, I think um, they do it so grace, um, graciously um, yeah. within, like, the public eye, especially some of these um, newer activists are so young. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. I think mm-hmm. I think Aretha was, um, she's been an activist since she was in high school. So it's, yeah. Yeah, like... You know, young people are so powerful and often are so, like, um, underestimated in their power and their knowledge and what they can bring. Yeah, because it's like the collect, it's kind of like collective, like, wisdom and strength from, like, history, you know, like, yeah, for sure. It's amazing to see and, like, uh so so just like wow you know like I don't even have the words for it um yeah like what an amazing list of people also um for sure like at the same time like whilst you know hyping up and listening to all the younger voices that are coming through like um there is history there that is so important and so integral to um our existences (laughs) um 
Yeah. Do you, from like that huge, like that really beautiful and like long list of people, like not even extensive, like there are so many incredible like activists out there. That's just the tip Um, of the iceberg, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. There's so many incredible folk out there doing like such important and necessary work. Do you see any qualities of your favorite activists in yourself? Definitely. um, I think um, they're definitely fighting for um, and standing up for um, qualities I definitely see in myself otherwise. Yeah. uh, Yeah. um, I think uh, in a way um, um, they are different and I, I think that's what I like about activism such. Right. You can be so different um, to the people uh, around you, but um, there's always that common ground of um, mm. of morals, I suppose, um, and kind of standing up um, what um, you believe is right. I do see like myself in um, some of these people, but I kind of acknowledge that like I I think it's better that um, in a way that we mm. have those differences because. Um, yeah yeah definitely yeah 100% I hear you because it's like it's also like you know it's important to remember that like just because we're all you know like different people are fighting for the same thing like it doesn't mean that we're all the same in like any other aspect like groups of marginalized folk also aren't monoliths like we all have like our own differing opinions and like different interests and like differ different ways to approach scenarios And also, like, everyone, like, understands things differently, like, relates to things differently, too. Um, And not, it's like, you know, not all activists either agree with each other, either, you know? Like, (laughs) when when you're, like, like, you know, depending on what you're fighting for, right? Like, you will have different approaches and different, like, thoughts and feelings about that. And that's all fair, because, like... We're not the same. <laughs> Definitely. There's yeah. another activist um, I'd like to mention. Go, tell me. Um, mm-hmm. I've um, been following his work for a bit um, now. Um, I recently read one of his uh, books. Uh, I think uh, it was Earth Was Briefly Gorgeous on Earth. Um, oh, it's briefly uh, mm-hmm. Ocean Vong. Um, oh, okay. He's a Vietnamese-American um, third culture child. Um, through his story... I find like relatability, even though Mm. I myself uh, am on the same lands in which my culture is. But Mm -hmm. I suppose um, through like um, obvious like um, Australian history and like um, all everything that's happened, um, I do find that relatability and like especially Mm -hmm. with some of his queer um, stories, Um, like yeah, in that sense, like. being um, a part of a culture that um, is so separate to um, your identity um, within mm. a queer space, but also how within that queer space you are um, kind of alienated because of that culture you bring with you. <laughs> I, I would recommend Ocean Vuong. I've cried multiple times to his novels. Uh, yes. oh. It's beautiful, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned before, um, being part of different like marginalized communities like can you be an activist for more than one space and like how do you be an activist for more than one space you know like different um spaces that you are a part of you know what i mean um i think uh for sure like definitely uh people are multifaceted so um right um they have every right to stand up for um, these different aspects of their life and how um, Mm -hmm. it affects them. Um, Mm. I guess the only gripe, I guess, I'd only, like, have with, like, someone who is, um, like, active, like, being an activist is someone who's not of a group or identity that, like, speaks over someone who it is. But um, I think... Um, especially within like um, some spaces, like uh, I think within the Black Lives Matter um, space, I think mm. like, standing up. I, I I have a gripe with people who um, are um, kind of who try to silence um, people who are bringing up um, right like activism for um, Black trans or Black queer folk mm. who say mm. um, stuff that are like people who 
say that um, we should focus on one thing when um, right. the people who are in those communities um, mm-hmm. who are part of those margin- other marginalized groups are being affected. I yep. think it's, it, we shouldn't forget about the people who we are fighting for, even if they are within those spaces. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like people forget that like you can you your one personhood is made up of so many different parts and like yeah, like you're not just like one one identity and then that's it. You know, like there are so many different parts of you and that could be like for myself like being Filipino or being like gender diverse. It it is really frustrating to see like people like weirdly yes yeah 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 it's like trying to be like well we're gonna fight for this one thing we can't fight for everything which doesn't make sense because like at the end of the day like what you're fighting what you're really fighting is like white supremacy um and the effects of white supremacy which then affect all these other categories like it affects so many different identities and like this is why we're here now like having to fight this i just i I don't um see what these people are like um thinking like it's it's, it's yeah it's honestly <laughs> honestly yeah it's like okay like you know if you're listening to this and it hasn't been made clear yet like all black lives mm-hmm. matter uh black trans lives matter black queer lives matter um they first and foremost forever and ever that's the message here you know like you can't be black lives matter unless you're including every single every single black life definitely definitely Um, in existence that's it i also want to bring up like since like when um the black lives matter movement started picking Mm. up again um because it's been going on since Mm -hmm. like 2017 but like yeah (laughs) yeah and like longer than that honestly but um, (laughs) yeah when it started picking up again in like march i i I, mm. I, um, it's like I saw the true colors of some like um, LGBT like actors right. who who well it's March and I'm not gonna talk about this stuff because I'm but I'm gonna talk right. about LGBT rights. It's it's do you right. see how polluted that is and how you were just silencing yeah. like a like a marginalized like space within the LGBT community. It's like yeah I yeah. Think, being of that like intersectional kind of like identity you kind of like it is a bit annoying because um yeah in these spaces that you are supposed to feel safe um it's the people Mm. are um in those spaces that are making you unsafe and it's just yes yeah it's an awful feeling when like you have to like Mm. see these through like true colors come out and it's like wow okay yeah it always goes back to like you know that like just because you're oppressed in one facet right doesn't mean that you cannot oppress others it doesn't mean that you are like absolved from like harming other people and like yeah like that piggybacking off of like a really important social movement that has its you know like has every right to be its own movement um and be like you know the people who are like part of those communities have every right to to say how that movement goes you know what i mean like it's not up to anyone outside like you were saying before like it's like knowing your lane and like knowing when to like you just have to stay in it it's really not hard (laughs) that's the thing it's so like it's so mind-boggling to see like people trying to piggyback off of things that are not theirs to piggyback off of pushing an agenda i remember um each survival day um there's always the communist party there's always the socialist party always trying to push Mm. its like agenda and it's so annoying when like yeah when these people are like within the crowd like you are there only for your agenda um right i also wanted to say like with um some of the like um uh like cis like um white gay men Mm. who like um Mm -hmm. who 
are saying these things about like um like trying to be like oh, I'm not trying to be political. These are the people that are using mm. African American vernacular English and like claim it as their own. <gasps> so I just want to put that out there. <laughs> no, point it out. Point it out. This yeah. is this pointed out. Yeah, you're just adding to it. You don't think you're adding to it, but you are. And then like when someone wants to like tell you that you are, you're not going to listen to it because it doesn't like at the end of the day it doesn't actually matter to you as much as you think, as much as you it, say it does. People who don't know their own history because it is Marsha P. Johnson. Yeah. Um, started it all. Right. The first stone at um, Stonewall. Mm-hmm. But, um, especially right now, like, um, have you seen, um, mm. I, it was like trending on Twitter. It was like white gay men trying to reclaim proud boys. <gasps> yes. It's like, that is <laughs> <Yes>! not sure. <laughs> like, that is not yours to like, uh, claim, like reclaim. Like, what are you like? What What do you mean? You're like, what are you reclaiming? Like, get get off the internet. <laughs> it's off. always they always. It's because they get, <laughs> they come out and they're like, "Where's my POC card?" <laughs> it's true though. They're like they come out and they're like, "Well." Now I can, now I got it right. I'm just going to put this in the basket. I'm going to put your culture in my basket. I'm going to put like, you know, transphobia also in my basket. Yeah. Check out, please. <laughs> like, it's like, get out of here. Y'all. I, I didn't, I didn't ask for you to be in my space <laughs> or anyone else's space. It's, it's the worst. Like, I I totally agree. Like I like seeing people's true colors, like not just people also, but like, but yeah, it's like not just like individuals, but like also seeing like organizations, people who have platforms, um, organizations that have platforms that like have only been using movements and like been using like people like activism, people's hard work as a way to have clout or as a way to like get attention and as a way to like semi but not really prove that they're not bigoted like woke points like um i remember like um like when people were like actively like posting like black lives matter um um Mm. like posts on social media i remember when companies started jumping onto it um I was like, no, honey, honey, no. Uh, especially, no! <laughs> especially like, um, like Australian-owned companies, like, like <gasps> um, banks that um, were owned by mining companies, or like, <laughs> especially those no, who are yeah. like owned by Rio Tinto. Like, you're active. Like, this is all for face, but you're actively destroying our yes. culture like um slides so um it, yes it, it, it's yes. definitely a farce and i think mm. yeah i i nope. also yep. see red yep. whenever i see any um company use queer when they are not a queer owned company especially when they're big conglomerate company oh my god <laughs> oh my god it's like who approved this can all the pauls like take a day off like can can you all just stop like what yeah a hundred percent it's like and the thing is community right people who like have been doing this work forever who have just started doing this work you know we can see through it you know what i mean like people have been through enough you know, have been in the ring enough to recognize when spaces aren't genuine. Like, for me, like, part of, like, letting people know when spaces aren't safe. Mm. So it's like, if you are holding an unsafe space, you bet that people know. That's part of it. Like, come on. Do you you think that we can't see through it? Of course we can. That also comes back to, like, the internet being, like, such a great, like, um, resource. Because you have Mm. access to that knowledge and it's just like yeah i think people need to be more savvy with like um with how they like um kind of like go about like um be like oh this is such a great thing it's just just google it Mm -hmm. and you'll find out like their receipts like 
honestly. That's the thing. Like, if you're able to look through it, mm. then you'll find it. I was like saying the other day, like when I was younger, I like would find a word and just like look it up. And like, granted, I, I was able to like have the access to like do that. And there is a point where like, you know, if you don't have access to the internet or you don't know anyone who has access to the internet, mm. then that's a bit difficult. But yeah, it's like, if you have those tools and you aren't using them, that's not on the tools and that's not on the people who have already done the work that's on you definitely definitely people don't understand how like transparent they are you know what i mean like when when people like you said like put up these farces farces Mm. farces i don't know if that's a word but like when people do that we can see it and we can feel it like there's an energy about that that feels ungenuine or disingenuous and i'm gonna trust my gut feeling before i trust an instagram post like, I'm going to trust that before I see, like, a hashtag Black Lives Matter, like, post. Because at the end of the day, it's, like, do they matter, really, or mm. does your money matter? And I think kind of, like, going into that, I think, like, being, mm. like, um, cautious, like, with where you cite um, yeah. your um, mm. kind of – because most of the time, <clears throat> um, like, the, like, media, like, that you're going to, like, source – is usually owned by, mm. uh, and I'm thinking of like the Murkett, like Murdoch, um, kind of yeah, like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, stuff like the Herald Sun or like the Daily, yeah. like Telegraphic, because like most of the time this mm-hmm. stuff is steeped in that kind of like, um, like right. Australian liberal kind of um mm. agenda. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, just being cautious on that end of it like I think that's something I've definitely been learning is like to be more critical of where my information is coming from and like who is sharing it and like something I'm learning and yeah like being more critical and seeing like who has like waiting to see you know whether or not particular information has been approved by like fellow community before like jumping on it especially if you're not like part of that community at all um, I think that's another way that people like step out of their lane is like not waiting for that. I think right now that's definitely like um like a hot topic, like um mm. especially with um what's happening with like JK Rowling. How, right. How that um kind of skewed kind of like um rad uh, radical feminism <gasps> is being mm-hmm. sort of like pushed onto like younger generations right. um there's this like whole new kind of like generation of like um young feminists who are very kind of like um critical but also transphobic of, mm. in that sense like um which um is awful because um uh you know those are the people you want to fight for like um but um it's 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 awful like um yeah especially like yeah i mean i was never a fan of the harry potter fan um franchise so some of the portrayals or some of the characters are also so stereotypical and gross for example like the goblins in it like um, right they're very um anti-semitic like Mm. uh, they're (laughs) so i'm just gonna say this like this is from the book this is not me but um they have hooked noses they're small Mm. and they they're greedy with their money it's like yeah. What the fuck are you thinking? As well as Dobby as a character, as well, like how he actively like consents to like right. slavery. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just um. It's like hello. <laughs> Excuse me. It's it's um. Yeah. If you do want to get into a good um franchise, um, yeah, mythical franchise, um, mm-hmm. I suggest anything from Ursula um K. Leguine. Um, Ooh, okay. Rest in peace. Um, a lot of her characters, like um, unlike um, J.K., she was very open about her characters being people of color, even Ooh. if they were in like a fantasy setting. Nice. So, um, yeah. True though, right? Like, ugh, I don't want subtext anymore. You're either gonna hmm. be like, you're either gonna let me know, or you're. It just. It really does feel like when people use that as like subtext or like whatever. Like it really feels odd um, yeah. when you're like just leaving it up to people's imaginations. It's like, excuse me, like please don't let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I I feel really bad for like young readers who um, yeah 
read into that subtext and like attach mm. themselves to these characters right yeah, most of the time these characters are not intended for that purpose and only yeah. after the book or the like um movie or whatever mm. it is is published that the right. creator is like oh well they are we just didn't want to like um we just didn't have the time or like um the resources to do so of course you did of course Shut you up. did stop <laughs> <laughs> fuck transphobes this is not the space for that uh trans people matter like we love our gender non-conforming transgender you know gender diverse non-binary that is a community that is fucking safe here get out of here with that turfy bullshit you, um, you cannot no, for sure. be um woke on a platform if you do not um support trans lives like you really can't get out get out pure scum um, in my books um like we mentioned before like social media has really changed um has like had an impact on the way that we look at activism and talk about activism and participate in activism and it really makes me think of like you know in those moments like with jk when people were like letting her know what she was doing was wrong and calling her out you know like the way that we respond to mistakes now has also changed you know what i mean like because of the internet we like are able to call people out or call Mm. people in or like do all that sort of work and it like really makes me think of this like IGTV session that I had watched from Jewel the Gem on Instagram and the Chubby Goddess on Instagram where they were talking about call-out culture because that that is always a topic you know to talk about especially like within these spaces um, of activism and how like calling out someone like not this is not the case with every every single thing but like you know in your inner circles when you like call someone out Mm -hmm. um that like sometimes like is really coming from a place of care of like hey like you've you've done something wrong let's you can't do that (laughs) um let's talk about this like it's it's giving someone an opportunity to be better um because there is like a, a hope that you can be better and it's like how do you navigate you know it's like it's always about how you respond to that as opposed to like the call out itself you know what i mean like definitely definitely yeah um, i i i play like video games and so i have mm. like friends who mm-hmm. are within that video game space and i guess yep I, i've definitely um i myself and a few friends have um mm-hmm. kind of like um kind of taking those steps to kind of like calling mm. out some like of our friends who kind of like just it's like gone too far with like some right. of the stuff they've said like and I think it's kind of that um on within that online space like some of the stuff is just like kind of like being catered towards um this kind of like bias skewed kind of like uh, uh sort of uh view of the world that like they're like oh totally but like I think um, you know, once once you're called out on it, I think a lot of people mm. go like, "Oh shit, really?" Mm. Most of the time, and like, it's like I did not know that. Like, I didn't take that into context. Um, right. But I think, yeah, I guess it, like it's scary at first, like being mm. um, the person who's um, that has to pull them up because, like, you don't know yeah. how they're gonna react. Like, yeah, especially if it's mm-hmm. like a friend you've had like a while but like yeah they've gone and said or done something that's you've gone okay no like I think um people are flawed and like um Mm. Mm -hmm. in that right they are redeemable to a certain degree right um right to a certain degree like I'm not saying like um like these were only minor things if someone did something major um like yeah honestly um I think for your own like safety like cut that person out of your life like yeah um yeah like I think there's like a certain point like that people like there's a line and like there's a certain point of like crossing that line that you have to decide that like this person is just like um yeah beyond um validity like Yeah. yeah the thought of like telling someone they did something wrong especially when it's like you know, if it's something like they've said something racist or they've said something transphobic or, you know, like something along those mm-hmm. lines, it's like you always feel uncomfortable because you you feel like you're doing something to this other person when really they've the one they're the ones who have like mm-hmm. done the thing. And it's so much work 
to pull someone up when they've like done something wrong in that regard um and there are like there are boundaries around that too like it's okay to like you don't have to forgive mm. every wrongdoing that someone has done because that's also within your comfort level you know like that's the thing it's like when when they say um you know like apologies without change or just manipulation mm. you know what i mean like that's a whole part of it too and like that's that's also like a part of this sort of space is like i think a lot of like activism also has to do with like learning and like learning to like trying to be better and like actually doing the trying mm. Because not everyone puts in that effort, you know? They'll just say that they're going to be better, but they don't. Yeah. And I think um, if, like, you are the caller outer, I think there is, like, some, like, some, like, steps you have to take as well as, like, yeah. you have to keep in mind your own safety, like, with some mm. of this stuff. Like, um, mm-hmm. you don't want to, like, call out someone who's going to act brash. And act, yeah. So, you know, mm. just be cautious on that end. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's been, like, a really hard thing for myself mm. to do because as a young person, at least, like, yeah. now mm. I'm kind of, like, pretty uh, cruisy with doing it. But I think mm-hmm. as a young person, I went to, like, um, like a Bogan school, like, um, and I was, like, out of, like, two other Indigenous um, young people. Um, right. I was the only other Indigenous person, and I think being like um my dad being um not indigenous himself and um Mm. i come Mm -hmm. from that mixed like kind of background um Mm -hmm. i was kind of like on like um that kind of like i wanted to fit in with um some Mm. of these like people so i i i wouldn't call it out and i think Mm. if you're a young person and like like um face these kind of things it's really hard to do because like um like I'm not gonna lie that like um they'd say like really awful shit that like right made me cry when I went home but I'd mm. stand there and I'd go haha that's like really funny like yeah it's it's a shit reality that we have to like face like mm. not even just like indigenous young people I think like ethnic um groups in like Australia definitely get that like flack because like I think yeah white like um culture and like um Australia mm. is so prominent like yeah it's getting better now um but mm. um I think yeah it's um something that we kind of need to talk about like it's a conversation that needs to get like um keep happening so um yeah you know each generations I sincerely mm. hope that like it's something that like um my children like never face or like mm. um yeah firstly I'm so sorry that that happened to you and like so sorry that you had to like go through all of that like bullshit of people being disgusting and gross and yeah like totally like having to think through your safety and having to think through like you know is this right for me to be doing is like such a valid is so valid it's so real and so valid like and that's the thing right is like because calling out isn't isn't always going to be like easy or you know it might be the right thing to do but it may not be safe for you to do at the moment because you really do need like people around you and like the support to be able to like do something like that because you don't know you know and like you're so right in saying in in that like um especially when you're like part of a like of any of the marginalized communities that exist it's like especially if you're like having to go against when you're like a person of color having to like call out a white person that's not easy when you're like a person of color having to like call out like a white org not easy if you're like a queer person having to call out like cishets not easy because like they have like this like social upper hand and which is why they're like being bullshit in the first place i think they Um, know that they have like yeah most of the time at least they know that they have mm. that kind of like um that, that power, power. That they and they abuse it because they know that yes. um if you do like um call them out they're gonna be like oh you just being like a little too sensitive like sorry like that mm. very passive like um mm. sorry i didn't mean that like i didn't mean in that context <gasps> Did you take it in that context wow oh my god yeah um, yeah 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 yeah. I can't count how many oh times that has happened in my life like honestly as I got older I like 
more and more believe that people who call you sensitive are the sensitive ones themselves because it's like you're not coming from a place of sensitivity that that because it requires like vulnerability it requires strength to be like hey what you're doing is messed up please don't do that some of these interactions or all of these interactions or most of these interactions like um one are very relatable to many like members of community you know what i mean like these acts of discrimination and acts of violence are like commonplace unfortunately is there a difference right between being an activist and being a community member like do those lines blur in these instances um are they one and the same like how are they different if they are different um I guess yes and no. I think um, every community mm. member has the capacity to be an activist. Right. Even if it's not being vocal or um, mm. I think through your actions like um, right. um, and what you do, um, I think that can mm. be um, categorized as like activism. Right. Um, but um, I don't think that, um, yeah, and every activist in their own right is like a community member. Um, especially if True. they're fighting against like um, like an oppressive um, system um, mm. and fighting for other community members, like um, definitely. But um, yeah, I think community members. I guess um, I, I guess they can like if they so decide to like not they could if uh, like um, not categorize themselves as like activists. I guess like right. um, but. I think, yeah, um, definitely. Um, I think you can be an activist and a community member. As I said, this again, mm. this is like a like um, this isn't a choice for me. Like this is right. my DNA. Like this is right. like um, a means of like survival for me. So right. um, I think um, sometimes when I talk to people, like sometimes when they're like, "Oh, you're too political," it's like I can't help it. You know, that is my like. Um, being like um, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I yeah and I guess like again back to like the like um, community member and like activism I think like um, with like some community members I guess like um, with activism it doesn't have to be this huge like grand like act where like um, like uh, something like um, like um, activism can be just like you know practicing culture like um, I'm thinking right. um, indigenous kind of like um viewpoint like practicing culture going out to country you know like going to like Mm. community events and like um just like keeping yourself like um educated and just like right these like um things or like um maybe for like other like minorities like um reclaiming that culture that was otherwise like um Mm. i guess that could be like an indigenous lens but i'm guessing like i'm speaking kind of like maybe like uh, i don't want (laughs) to speak for you but like no um, I guess, like, maybe with, like, your Filipino heritage, I guess, like, just mm-hmm. kind of, like, practicing that culture, like, even on, like, yeah. some country that is in your own country, like, or, like, yeah. practicing, like, beautiful Filipino food, like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's it is so, so good, good. <laughs> honestly, like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, it doesn't have to be grand, or, like, just learning your right. own history, like, even stuff that isn't being yeah. taught to you, like, Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think even though most stuff that um, like um, we should learn about in our curriculum, like even though it's not taught, um, um, which is awful because it should be taught to us. Um, um, yeah. We should definitely like, um, you know, I guess like even though like um, even though it's not being taught to us, which um, sucks, um, we should definitely like go out and like kind of like learn, like learn for yourself, like. Um, just because it's not in the yeah. curriculum doesn't mean it's not like um important like i think like um yeah um i have the bone to pick a bone to pick with um the go for it like um especially <laughs> mm-hmm. that um especially like the high school curriculum like why right. am i learning about like gold miners and not about like <laughs> the frontier like was or um, yeah about like blackbirding or like right all of the, this stuff that I should be learning like why am I learning mm. that through my aunts and uncle why am I learning that through like community members and not the people who are meant to educate me 
legally. Yeah. Like, it, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it's annoying. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's a conversation that's been sparked up um, recently, um, especially with the Adam mm. Woods, um, documentary that um, came out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it's it's very annoying because um, you will get like um, educators and like um, people who are higher up say something like, oh, this should definitely be in, like, the curriculum, like, but you have the power to change that, like, why are you, again, like, back to that, like, fake wokeness. Yeah, it's, like, understanding that, like, we all have um, different, like, ways that we can, that we participate in how society works, and, like, understanding how that influences and impacts different communities and then using it either for better or for worse it takes self-reflection to like have to think about that and take so much self-work what's the outcome when you understand right like higher up educate like people in education for instance it's like you have the power to do this why aren't you doing anything about it it's like how do you not know that how do you not know what those steps look like slash why don't you have the like um initiative to do that yourself you know like how can you take how can you help in that sort of labor you know what I mean because it because that sort of stuff shouldn't necessarily like you asking those questions shouldn't be left upon the community that that you're like trying to help out you know what I mean like they need to be part of the consultation they need to be part of like um like how it's going to look in the end but you can do all that like nitty gritty work that like community do- doesn't have to be a part of necessarily, but you're making them do that because you don't want to like take the initiative. Thinking about the ways that, you know, you can continue to partake in activism that isn't like necessarily like grand things. Like you don't necessarily have to be an organizer in order to like be part of the movement. Um, yeah, it's like that whole thing of like, you know, resistance. Like, existing is resistance, you know? Like, living your truest, bestest (laughs) life is resistance against a system that doesn't want to have you exist the way that you do. No, I I resonate with that a lot. And I think social Um, media also funnels back into that. Like, mm, honestly, you just have to, like, post, like, even share, like, an activist's, like, Mm. post. Like, just, like, get more... Like, um... It's that easy. Like, all you have to do, like, one it's, button. Like, yeah. It's that easy. It's, and, like, you can, like, save, like, the save function on Instagram is, like, one of my most favorite functions besides this, the share one. Like, the one to save posts so that you can come back to them later is my favorite. I have so much stuff saved. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And it's so easy because it's just there, like, on your phone later on when, whenever you're ready to read it. I'll be honest, um, like, um, I yeah. do get, like, some of my information from, like, Instagram, like, um, from reputable yep. sources that, like, um, especially, mm-hmm. like, verified, like, activists, like, um, yeah. and not, like, some random throwaway account, like, um, mm-hmm. but I, I do, like, within those, like, infographics, like, um, but I guess, like, you do have to be critical and see that there's citing, yeah. like, proper sources or, like, they are mm-hmm. someone from that group who is, like, yeah. um, um being an activist um but mm. yeah i think like um instagram is great and i like um yeah. so good um i'm thinking of um Just... black business like yeah, yes i get mm-hmm. uh, a lot of yeah. information or like deadly stories yeah there's so many accounts out there that are that can be accessed and like have all this info and like also they present it in a way that isn't difficult to understand because sometimes like that has to be taken into consideration like academia in particular is so inaccessible um and ableist in the way that they present information <laughs> like as you've mentioned before you are a mentor are there like in your work with um strong brother strong sister right like are there elements of activism in that mentoring and that work that you do um yeah definitely i think so like um being a role model and advocating like for like mm. future generations is in its own right like right. Um, activism like i think um like with advocacy like um 
like for your community i think like um yeah i think as well as like being able to like um just like help like members of community because i i mm. um like i know a lot of like other Achos aboriginal co I don't know what ACHOs stands for. I know it's Aboriginal something, something. But, um, mm. but like a lot of ACHOs, I think like um, there is definitely that like um, community base, like community giving back to community. And I think um, like unlike a lot of like um, other organizations, we're very lenient and very giving to our community and like understanding. Like um, say someone doesn't give us like a, the proper like form or something, we'll be like, Shh, mm. it's okay. Like, um, like it, it really doesn't matter. Like um, you are in need of these things. Like um, yeah, I think um, that's why I love working at Strong One Strong Sister so much. How much we nurture like our community, like especially within like our right. Not, well, our Geelong community. Like um, we're very close uh, with like the families, and like like we take in consideration like um, like even though. Um, we are a mentoring service for young Indigenous people. We do, like, um, give to the families and, like, um, they're, like, yeah, because um, the end of the role, like, um, yeah, we're a community-based, like, um, organization. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's amazing because in order to help community, like, you can't just, ex- you can't just, you know, like, you have to put something back into it and, like, there has to be, like, an understanding that, like, you know, not everyone is going to be able to, like, hand a form in on this date, you know, every single time. Like, not everyone works like that. It's, like, those sorts of barriers that, like, stop people from engaging. And I think that's really amazing and so important to, like, for people to understand. It's, like, you have to meet other people where they're at and what they can do and what they're willing to do and what they're comfortable doing. Don't get people um, who go into the community service industry and they um don't have that empathy like what are you doing here in the first place like we're gonna wrap this up but before we do before we say goodbye and do all those sort of fun things um this is another question that i ask everyone who comes on this show are you an activist um i think with everything i've said before uh yes i believe i'm guilty Mm -hmm. i'm an activist yeah amazing (laughs) and i guess also before we say goodbye is there anything you'd like to plug where else can we find you where can we find your work if you feel comfortable sharing definitely what's up um, most of my work is done through strong brother strong sister like um i don't mm-hmm. have anything individual so like if you want to find me or like you know wanted to say what's up whatnot um or just like mm-hmm. uh just wanted to bring anything to my attention um uh definitely through the yeah. strong brother strong sister networks and so we're on facebook we're on instagram you can go onto our website and we have like other resources or like if you just wanted to like contact me um or any of my other like team members at strong brother strong sister it'd be through bookings at strong brother strong sister.com so yeah everything strong brother strong sister baby <laughs> thank you so much wadi for having this conversation with me as always, let us know what you think over on our Instagram, voicefest.thedrum, for any resources, links, or people mentioned, or to learn more about Wadi in this episode, visit our website at thedrum.org.au forward slash the labeler podcast. Next episode is our final episode for this season, and we will be talking to Sepsi, a DJ and event producer about how activism plays out in those spaces. Alrighty, that's it for me. This has been the Labeler Podcast. I'm Claire, and I'll see you later. Stay safe, all right? Bye. The Labeler Podcast is supported by the Frieza Grant Program, Drum and Street Services, and the Drum Youth Program. For more information, please visit thedrum.org.au forward slash the Labeler Podcast.